You're listening to the AIM Group podcast. Inspire, develop, empower. Hi, my name is Natalie. Welcome to today's episode of the Inspiration Station. This is your first stop on your journey to reaching your potential. We hope you enjoy the ride. So hi guys, so welcome back. Um, So my name's Natalie, for those of you that don't know already, and I cover predominantly Cambridge area with a bit of Hertfordshire and a bit of Suffolk, um, delivering the Ask Project um, across these counties. So um, I've been lucky enough to be joined today by Miss Rebecca Foster, or Mrs Rebecca Foster, who works for GS Fresh. So welcome, Rebecca. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you today? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. I am losing my voice slightly, so bear with me if I Well, we'll forgive you if you sip tea all the way through. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. <laughs> Good. Okay, lovely. So um, you've come on, obviously, today to talk about the business side of things. So it's quite exciting because I think you're the first employer that I've had do it. I've got more booked in, but I think you're my actual first one for an employer. So that's good. Oh, wow. I'm honoured. Amazing. As you should be, but I, no, that's fine. <laughs> Okay, so um, I've got an icebreaker question for you first, if that's okay. Yeah. Perfect. So when you were a little twinkle, what was it that you wanted to do for your job? Because obviously we all change our minds, etc. So it's always interesting to hear what everyone thought they were going to start off. It's always very different. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, It's funny you asked that, actually, because I just was asked to be a guest speaker at one uh, local school's year 11 assembly and they asked me the exact same question I did um and yeah and I suppose when I was about to leave school I must admit I didn't actually know what I wanted to do but I knew what I didn't want to do and I kind of used that (laughs) as my stepping stone into okay well those types of sectors or those types of areas are definitely not for me um but I always knew I needed something that involved people but I didn't quite know what that meant. Um, so, you know, after speaking to family, friends, you know, and sort of doing my own research, um, I decided that, you know, the university path wasn't for me. I'd had yeah. it, you know, I'd, I'd done with the classroom. I wanted to get out into the big wide world. I wanted to earn some money. Yeah. Um, and then just wanted to explore other areas. So, um, all I knew is that I wanted it to have something to do with people. Um, and it was and it was sort of okay not to know what that was and sort of just have a, a little bit of time to just explore maybe what that meant. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, focus for students now to kind of know what they want to do. But actually, like the job that I'm doing now, I didn't even know was a job. So how would I know yeah, that I wanted exactly. to do it? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. There are so many jobs out there. I mean, in, in the job that I do <laughs> for G's, um, I'm still finding out every single day even after being in recruitment for 15 years, jobs that I didn't even realise existed even yeah. now. So sometimes okay not to to know exactly. It's sometimes okay just to go, look, what skills do I have that I yeah. can or that I that I know I'm good at, that I know I'm, I'm good at without actually trying, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, what, what, you're, what, you're, what do you get praised on 
without actually trying too hard and I always used to get praised on the fact that I was you know good at chatting and good at talking to people and you know things <laughs> Most like people that so... <laughs> yeah so I was like okay yeah maybe maybe that's my yeah that's my bag that I need to go off in that direction which is exactly <laughs> what I did um yeah. so yeah it's funny it's funny when you look back now and you think well yeah because that that is exactly what suits me and what has suited yeah. me yeah, definitely, definitely. I think there's um, there's so much pressure on the students, like I said, but I do say to them when I go out to schools or I'm talking on podcasts or whatever, I do try to say, you're going to work for about 50 odd years. So don't do something because you're chasing money or you think that's what my parents wanted me to do or whatever. Go for something you love, something where you feel fulfilled, something that kind of engages you, like your hobbies would. You don't keep doing your hobbies because you hate them. You do it because you love it exactly. and you're getting something out of it. Yeah. And I think your job has to be such a similar reflection to that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think and I and I give my um you know, my nieces uh, a few years ago in exactly the same position and I was like, Okay, well let's sit down and actually let's start looking at what you enjoy doing and what you know what jobs that could possibly relate to and that is the perfect place to start because like you say you don't carry on with your hobbies just because you have to. It's so important to to love what you do. And yeah. I think it's also important to you know take the pressure off a bit and go okay well you you might have a few avenues that you pursue that you think actually this isn't what I thought it was going to be but those avenues could open up into completely new pathways that you didn't know were there Mm -hmm. so it's always worth trying yeah um, because the things that you can discover could actually be really suitable for you yeah I I absolutely agree and so you mentioned that you've been there for about 15 years is that right no, not a G's. I've just worked oh. in, in recruitment and I've worked with, um, I used to work for another apprenticeship uh, provider, actually, um, oh, okay. so sort of in and out of, of recruitment um, and stuff. So, yeah, I've sort of been in this sector, if you like, for 15 years. Oh, OK. So how did you come across GFresh? Like what, what drew you to them or managed to get you the job there? What's your background? Well, yeah, I mean, I, as I said, I, I originally, would you believe, started in law. Um, wow. and realised quite quickly I'm a talker I'm not a reader <laughs> you've got to read a lot of stuff in law um, yeah. and yeah it is a lot and um, the best thing that actually ever happened to me was I was made redundant and I thought okay what have I always actually wanted to do but maybe not had the courage to do and that was recruitment so yeah. that kind of started me on my journey to that and I had about 12 years in external recruitment so a very sales environment um you know very fast-paced you know very sort of um Mm. business development heavy you're running accounts you're talking to lots of different people and I absolutely thrived I loved it and I loved the the chasing the target side of things but as you get a bit older um that kind of loses its shine a little bit so G's is a business that's very very local to me it's only about 15 minutes away from where I live it's always a business that I've been aware of because they're a very large Cambridgeshire employer yeah and um yeah I was Mm. they are they are in the top 50 so you know when you live in the community you're aware of it but you you don't actually I never actually realized exactly what they did um so yeah you know I had a conversation with with my manager Charlotte um it'll be nearly a year ago now actually um so I've been with G's nearly a year 
and um, it, it was just a nice fit. It was just my first step into what, you, if you think, like internal recruitment. And mm-hmm. um, since then, you know, learning exactly what G's do and how they started and everything it is just absolutely fascinating. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm boring my family and friends now about um, how lettuce is grown. But, um, you know, it's all good. <laughs> so, so give us a little bit of background on G-Freshen for those people that wouldn't know or students that are thinking about maybe the farming side of things and agriculture, etc. What can you tell them about G-Fresh? So G's um, are a business that's actually 70 years old. So this year mm. is our Platinum Jubilee as well. So it was established in, yeah, yeah. Um, it was established in 1952 by Guy Shropshire who hence the name G's by the way um who basically was a farmer in the fens owned considerable amount of land at that time and grew celery um fast forward 70 years later we are now still growing celery but we also grow um other salad based products such as our whole head products so that would be iceberg little gem remain i won't bore you with all the varieties of lettuce i do um, recognize those ones though to be fair so yeah <laughs> um you know baby leaf so you know the mixed salad bags that you buy in the supermarket yeah. um beetroot um we've got a mushroom farm at little port which is just the other side of ely um and until you kind of in it, like I said, I didn't realize quite how much produce um, is grown. So we probably if you walk down any supermarket aisle, we're probably yeah. responsible for about 60, 70 percent, if not more, um, of the salad aisle in any supermarket. Because we're not a brand that you'd see on the supermarket shelf. We're the brand that sit, sits behind the supermarket's own brand. Yeah. So if you picked up a, an iceberg lettuce in Tesco's, you picked up the, an iceberg lettuce in Marks and Spencer's, it would have been grown by us, by our farms. Um, it would have been packed by us and it would have been sold by us. And the beauty of us as a business is that we're fully integrated. So we have control over the whole process. So our sort of ethos is from seed to shelf, which yeah. kind of sets us apart from a lot of our competitors because we're able to, you know, limit, you know, control, if you like, every single process of from when that starts as a seed to when it lands on a Marks and Spencer's supermarket shelf mm. um, and enables us to then reinvest everything back into our farms as yeah. well. So um, you've probably eaten our produce and not realised um, most of your life um, well, no. if you shop in any major UK supermarket. I was just thinking, because obviously when you kind of think about like we're all cutting bills and things now, I know this is probably boring for the students, bless them, but um, (laughs) when you're cutting your bills and cutting your cloth accordingly, you are trying to save some money. You move from maybe premium brands and you you downscale one into like, I don't know, I'm a Tesco shopper, so like a Tesco's own. And actually that's your stuff, but it's not got no NEGS on it at all. No, no Gs on it. They're obviously all to different specifications depending on the supermarket. Um, but fundamentally they are they are all grown by our farmers. Um we have our own brands, obviously. We have our Love Beats range, 
which you may see on Tesco supermarket yes. shelves. And we also have our um, fresh and naked bags. I don't know if you've ever seen that in, in Tesco's, which are there in the sort of yep. more paper bags, salad, baby leaf. Um, yeah which is is an un, unwashed product which we actually pack at Barway um, and it, it's a much fresher crispier taste than, than the other yes. bags that you get that have been washed um, and things so they're sort of brands that you can relate to us um, yeah but yeah it's, it is uh, it is it is you imagine like a lot an iceberg costs 55p you can imagine the volume we have to grow Yes, um, on my days, yes. Sort of supply. <laughs> um, and that's not, that isn't all in the UK. We have numerous farms across Europe. We have our sister site in Spain. Um, so we're able to grow. You can't grow much, unfortunately, in this country when October hits. You can grow a bit, but you can't yeah. grow the volume we You're need. You're kind of a bit so. stuck, aren't you, really, apart from root veggies? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a sister site in Spain as well, which, oh. you know, offers, you know, for certain members of our staff opportunity for travel and things like that as well, which is quite exciting. And that's really interesting for them then as well, isn't it? To kind of see that across different countries as well. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So talk to me about the apprenticeships that you have on offer things. Obviously, uh, we have so many students who don't know what they want to do. um, But I know that you kind of have different things that you can accommodate with. So what can you tell me about what levels you offer, what, what they do within those job roles etc I mean over to you there's probably so much you're going to tell me now <laughs> there is yeah I mean Jesus is a business um obviously you know we, we can employ thousands of staff at any one time um mm. and all of those have a, a massive um, role to play in fundamentally um what we do so we offer apprenticeships pretty much across all functions so um, engineering obviously is a big one for us Um, Mm. we love to sort of pardon the pun but grow our own um, in regard to (laughs) our engineers um, because some of the equipment that we use is bespoke to us so it's it's always good to to sort of um, really sort of invest in young talent in regard to our engineering space that is a brilliant tagline for your apprenticeship so I've got to say grow you growing your I know I do we do love a pun geez we do love a pun um so yeah um engineering obviously is a big big area finance is another big area that that Mm. we um you know like to sort of bring um apprenticeships into our technical departments our commercial departments so sales for example customer service areas HR I mean I I literally could probably reel off most departments within our business where if we found a really good talent we could potentially you know, if there was an apprenticeship that equated to the job role then we would 100 percent, you know go along those lines if even if it's not something that we've done before yeah. um but kind of our our yearly intakes tend to be heavy on the engineers finance um and technical spaces more so um but that's not to say that, like I say, we wouldn't look at other areas of the business as well. Um, and we've got loads of examples as well within the business um, where people may have started as one thing and are yeah. now been li- literally plucked out of the field. I've got a, a couple of colleagues who work with me in the HR department who yeah. during our Feed the Nation <laughs> campaign, when we went through the pandemic, 
um, they were unfortunately furloughed from their previous roles and actually came to work for us on the farm. So in our harvesting right. teams, um, and they recently have completed their apprenticeships um, and are now our people services partners. So they work in the HR transactional side. So mm-hmm. um, sort of the business administration, I believe the, the apprenticeship that they did um, at level three, um, three and yeah. they're now, you know, qualified and uh, they started literally that goes back to what I was saying they started thinking you know oh no I've been furloughed or I've lost my job because of the pandemic to actually now becoming you know going on to do their CIPD and HR. That's amazing and that's such a such a step for everybody as well isn't it because CIPD is nothing to be sniffed at is it at all that's that's a hard graph to try and get through that. No. Is that like level five? Exactly. So Yes, I believe so. Yeah, it's it's sort of the, the next step beyond, um, I think, a level four. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but like I say, you know, you, you you think you're sort of going along one path and then other opportunities present themselves. So that's why, you know, our apprenticeships and our apprentices that we have in the business at the moment are so valuable to us yeah. because, you know, we, we we want to retain that talent. So if it means, you know, look, we want to keep you in the business what what do you think your area that you're interested in now you've explored more of it well okay well let's move you to that department you know let, let's see how you get on there yeah um, or if you want to stay within let's say engineering let's continue your growth let's continue your development and and put you on you know after your apprenticeship more bespoke courses um to sort of you know cater for for where we need you and also where you want to be um, so I think that's lovely to hear from a business that you want to keep people on. I mean, it is one of the things with apprenticeships anyway, there's, there's always like the next step showing for everybody. So when you apply as a student, you want to apply for that apprenticeship because you can kind of see what comes after, like a full time job or or maybe a pay rise and a, and a, and a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm grasping at straws today um, or a uh, um, promotion. promotion. Yes, sorry, yeah. I was really struggling then. Um, <laughs> um, you know, so it, there's always something showing, but it's nice to actually hear that there is actually the truth from an employer. And as large as you are, you actually value everybody, which is which is amazing. It isn't always the case in some places where people feel, you know, as valued as they do working with you guys. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, it's, it's important. I think we understand that, you know, um, the FMCG sector that we work in, so food production, yeah. is a very challenging environment. And we kind of never shy away from the fact that it is a challenging sector, mm-hmm. but it's also very rewarding. So if you have come in as an apprentice and you, you know, start at one point and then, you know, end at another you know that that really is the journey and it's it's one to be celebrated and some stay on with us some some think you know what, I want to explore other sectors I want to impl- explore other businesses um and we you know we we you know encourage that as well you know and, yeah. and say you know look if we can be a part of your journey somewhere then great yeah absolutely Absolutely. So when they're obviously doing all these jobs, is there less out in the field, so to speak, then where they're actually growing and doing, or is that is there a bit of an even spread? Oh, yeah, there's too many puns now, spread. aren't I? With yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> um, there is there is even spread. Like I say, you know, we are quite open um, within the business to 
you know try and cater where possible to to where people need to be so we do have I suppose what would be classed as the office-based apprenticeships but then also the field-based apprenticeships yeah um with a mixture of apprenticeships and graduates obviously you know we we have a mixture of both um as long as they're an apprenticeship that obviously because I know how apprenticeships work when you're in the workplace mm. it needs to relate to the job that you're doing otherwise it's very difficult to assess isn't it yes, so yes, as long as they're you know we we would we would sort of you know in, in, we're always sort of trying to explore new avenues and explore new things um you know to try and bring more you, you know young talent into the business because yeah again another part but they they will be the future and they are the future so that's really important to 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 do our best to encourage that absolutely so the apprenticeships that you do have then do they come on sort of like once a year twice a year or as somebody finishes then you kind of re-recruit for them as you know obviously money allowing within your business where you're paying out and everything but you know how does it kind of work is there a best time for students to kind of have a look and start thinking about working with you guys and exploring that option or is it just ad hoc and they come on all the time just keep your eyes peeled guys yeah basically I think that we we do sort of intake which tends to be in our bread and butter ones which is that the finance I suppose and engineering more so mm-hmm. where we do try and take on um, a selection of apprentices maybe once or twice a year but to be honest with you like you said at the tail end of that it is kind of keep your eyes open you know because if a manager um, has a vacancy in any department and you know say you know look would you consider actually taking on a, a an apprentice for this position yeah great you know let's see let's see what's out there if if the role dictates or, or is able to do that so we can't do that for everything but um you know if, if there's an opportunity then we've got a lot of fantastic stakeholders that really encourage that um yeah. and it's always something that could be on the table um mm. so yeah it's kind of keep your eyes peeled really because there is always something going um and we always love to hear even if you don't see any vacancies um on our website for example we would still love to hear from you to say you know look i live locally i know about this business um or I want to know more about this business um you know and and write to me and and let me know and we can have a conversation okay and do and do you have things like open days where students uh, and potential apprentices can come and have a look around and ask questions see if it is that type of thing they would like to get into is that a possibility it is I think we'd like to explore it obviously we've been a little bit limited over the last couple of years because yeah. of the pandemic so we're kind of everyone <laughs> yeah everyone is sort of coming out of that um and, and starting to open up more um but we have some really fantastic relationships with local schools and local colleges where you know it may not be an open day as such it may be more like a you know, a trip to us to see and really understand what we do yeah. um but I think definitely you know now the world is starting to open up hopefully um then you know open day would would certainly be something that we'd look at um Mm -hmm. and we also do assessment centers for some of our apprentices as well so um just love assessment center yeah so just (laughs) a a couple of uh, a few months ago yeah a couple of months ago we had an engineering assessment center where we were literally you know inviting anyone um who was interested in in completing an engineering apprenticeship and they come Mm -hmm. along um, we try and have a good fun morning or a day, depending on the volume that, that we get. 
we there's a couple of activities you get to to meet the engineering managers you get to really hear from the guys in regard to to what what a day would look like working for us in our engineering department yeah um you get you get lunch which is always good um and you get to take away a goodie bag and stuff and and we really oh, enjoy those that. like you say lunch and a yeah goodie bag. that sounds good to me <laughs> um but yeah it's really sort of like say you know good to hear um we we have a a good uptake on those um yeah. and you know normally you know that there's not very often where we, we go through the assessment center that we're not offering something to to the people that attend yeah um which is which is always good as well mm. that sounds really interesting actually it's good to know that they can maybe get in contact and start to arrange those sort of you know like tours round, like just for half hour or something just to see whether that's something they'd like to kind of be involved with and interested to make a career out of because I think people think that once you go into one area you're kind of stuck I think they forget that actually companies do want to keep you they've put all this investment in you why would they not want to keep you so they're going to get you to be multi-skilled and then they're going to get the best you aren't they as as a as an employee you'll get the best person because they're happier absolutely absolutely and I think you know we we like I say we, we really try and encourage that um you know because we especially myself in in the department I work in and the rest of my colleagues we know how how hard it is to find good talent and you may start out on one journey we keep saying this and move on to another but the 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 things that are hard to teach someone is that natural interest and, and ability to be interested and want to succeed and want to you know do better that's actually harder to teach someone yeah. than anything else you know I can sit down and teach you all I need to know about a computer system I use but if you're not fundamentally interested in it then you know we're wasting our time but um, they're the harder things to teach but you know like I say we'd always welcome conversations even in individual cases mm. um to say you know was you know because we, we are very much and the business has always been about community and yeah. investing back in the community wherever we possibly can and obviously apprenticeships are a major major part of that yeah that's fabulous so I need to ask you then about training provisions. Obviously, when I say that to the students that are listening, uh, this, this is what I mean by looking after the academic side of things. So what is the sort of provision that's set up? Is it tutored? Do they go off to college? Like, what, What's the setup for your apprenticeships that you actually currently offer? How does that work? Again, we've got a bit of a mixed bag depending on the <coughs> apprenticeship. So um, the engineering side at the moment, they are doing um, a day release to college. Okay. Um, but, for example, some of our HR and finance apprentices are doing the tutor route. Yeah. Um, and obviously, um, you know, either now coming onto site or having Teams or Zoom meetings with their tutors one day a week mm-hmm. um, or however the frequency is that they need. Um, so, yeah, we're sort of, you know, looking at, at both options, really. And we and we do try our best Obviously, we appreciate, you know, obviously 16, you're not going to be able to drive. So in some cases, certainly geographically where, where we are, it yeah. can be difficult to, to to head to a college in, you know, Cambridge, for example, or, you know, one of wherever the other colleges are in the area if you don't drive or if they don't, you know. So we do try our best to to, to do a route that, that fits, fits all. Um, mm. Obviously, you know, it's that's why we sort of keep our, our minds open, really, whether it is the day release college way or a tutor way that would best suit 
Yeah. Yeah, I think there's pros and cons to both, isn't there, to be fair? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some people love going into college because you get that social aspect as well. And, you know, you get away from sort of the day to day. Um, and some people actually prefer the tutor route because they want to be immersed in the day to day all the time. And that's how we all learn differently, don't we? Yes. Um, and there isn't one size that fits all in regard to that. No, no, definitely not. I mean, I, I used to tutor. I used to tutor and train managers and whatnot in retail. So I'd work level two, three, and four through retail. So I tutored. And I always found because I tutored, I could kind of change up what I was doing. So if they were doing incredibly well in one area, I didn't really need to focus on that. So then I could swap and choose a different area that they were struggling a bit more with. So it was much more sort of tailored, whereas going to college is great for people that learn like to learn in a classroom setting lean on each other swap notes and all that type of thing but then you guys tend to take on it sounds like small groups of apprentices in one go so they might even start with people that they can kind of lean on anyway (laughs) some of the time yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and and, you know like I say we've got examples of that throughout the business where people have started together um, and like you say can lean on each other in regard to to, to their apprenticeship mm. um, but also you know of course if that's not the case and if we have some of our not smaller departments but I suppose departments that you know are unlike engineering or finance that don't have a sort of constant flow of apprenticeships you know they would also still be given a, a mentor within the team as well which yep. nine times out of ten tends to be their supervisor or their manager or you know yep. someone that they they can obviously lean on um and and, and mentor <coughs> that, that may have been in the business and also we try and match that up with people that are have completed apprenticeships so they know uh, what it's like that's a great idea yeah yeah, so they know what it's like. They know what the journey's like. They know the journey that the apprentice is about to go on. And then straight yeah. away, you've got a rapport um, because it's like, look, I know I've been in your shoes a year ago or two years ago. So this is what to expect. This is what yeah. we want to do. This is what you need to do. Um, and this is what your outcome could be. Well, that's amazing. Well, that saves me asking you the question of what sort of support they get in the in the workplace, so, let alone the academic side of things. You just answered that. That's good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so what sort of job perks could they expect? So say they're looking to come and work with you guys and want to go into sort of like the agriculture growing side of things um, in, in your business somewhere online. What sort of job perks do they get offered? Um, so obviously every job has different perks, to be fair. I mean, like you said, there's a you can come for a day tour and get a free lunch and a goodie bag. And I'm all about that. I'm not going to lie, Rebecca, if you want to invite me anytime. Um, but <laughs> what sort of job perks do they get uh, working for your business? Well, other than free salad. There's always a lot of free salad going. Um, although we do ask for donations to charity for it, I must admit. But yeah, the fridge is never empty of, uh, of, of salad. So you'll always eat healthy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know we we do try to reward as as much as possible as well so um you know we do where possible you know in regard to as they complete certain elements of their apprenticeship you know they might be given slightly you know more enhanced um salary or you know hourly rate if it's one of those roles um we do also encourage um you know development in other parts of the business as well um and sort of you know exploring where they want to go and um you know 
getting a whole fuller picture of, of what we mm. do as a business. Um, but I think fundamentally, you know, aside from the jokes of the free salad and stuff, we want people to feel valued and yeah. we want people to feel valued in many ways. And you can feel valued by, yeah, throwing more money at you. That's great. But actually, we want you to feel engaged in the business. We want you to feel part of the business and part of the family. Yeah. Um, so by doing that, um, you know, we we definitely encourage, you know, personal growth in the sense of communication and you know with your mentor with your tutor um and really open communication in that sense um and we listen you know we listen if you're if you're unhappy about something tell us you know what could we do better you know we're always here to learn you know Mm -hmm. and you can learn a lot from from the next generation definitely And do you do regular reviews so they also get feedback on like, look, this isn't going so well. We're going to have to reevaluate your training plan or put you through back through an area so you feel a bit more competent. What sort of review process is there for students? I keep calling students apprentices. Apprentices. (laughs) So we tend to, um, I think most of the the managers in in the departments tend to do at least monthly would be the kind of the norm that they would do monthly reviews monthly check-ins if you like yeah. you know how you're getting on how you're finding it are there any problems um you know in and outside of work you know we're at the end of the day we, we we've all got lives outside of the office yeah. and uh, the business so we, we sort of try our best to, to mentor in that way and we've got a fantastic HR function as well that support our managers with that um yeah. so yeah monthly check-ins really um, if there was a situation there that needed to be more frequent, then it would be more frequent. Um, and like I say, we've got a, a big business that we can support our um, managers. So our engineering manager doesn't feel sort of, you know, left because um, obviously he's still got a job to do himself, hasn't he? So like I say, we've got a big support within HR and then obviously our department being the resource department um, where we've got sort of, you know, my colleagues and myself who can assist in that um, checking in piece as well and making sure they've got the support that they need. Yeah, perfect. That sounds great. Yeah, I think that I think that sometimes um, getting potential apprentices to understand it's completely different from school so you would go to school and kind of moan and groan at your teacher I'm going to be like with this 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 is a complete step change but there's so much resource there at your fingertips but you have to be the one to go and engage to start with um because if you've got yeah. or you're behind on something or actually something is going on, going on at home there are people there to listen that is what the team sound like they're a very strong network in that business to kind of support each other and any apprentices that come on board with you. Yeah, I mean, I think we can't fix a problem if we don't know the problems there. So we always encourage complete open communication. And yeah. that's a two way street as well. Yeah, yeah. Because like you say, it is a very different environment for school, you know, mm-hmm. Although saying that, there are there are things that you you know the students as they are now before they turn into apprentices would have would have already got that we would look for in any new employee that we'd hire. You know, commitment, consistency, bit of resilience, bit of perseverance, all of those yeah. skills they would have already gained from school. Um, yeah. Because school school isn't easy. You know, that's not an easy that's not an easy gig either. You know, so let's not take that away <laughs> from them. But it is very different when you step into the world of work. Yeah. Um, 
but it's actually you know it, it is more of a two-way communication rather than you know in some cases not saying all schools like this but it is a different it is just different isn't it it's you it be is. here you wear this at this time you do this lesson and you know and that's that yeah. you um, have you have that whole responsibility yourself rather than being told tuck your shirt in and all the rest of it like the, yeah. the rules are bigger there's more at stake but sometimes the support I'm not taking anything away from the schools because they must be shattered and exhausted. <laughs> They're coming to the end of their term, you know. They're, all the teachers must be absolutely knackered. But um, being able to kind of support supporting us, it is a different way. The, the step up in, in maturity, I think, is expected, isn't it? Not saying they've got to be adults straight away, but it is a completely different step change in the level of responsibility yeah. and responsible for self. You're not just going to get yeah, on the wrist if your shirt isn't tucked in. You're going to get told off if you're late to work three days running basically it's a, yeah. it's a different ball yeah. Game, isn't it? yeah I mean you know like I said, it goes back like attitude and behaviors are something that we all have yeah and they are very different to to, to train um so when you do step from the world of education into employment apprenticeship or whatever route you decide to take yeah you're suddenly plunged into this area where you are working side by side with all different age groups, all different backgrounds, um, people at you know who work at 100 miles an hour, and people who you know have a bit more of a laid approach to it. So yeah. it's a lot to take on, and I think you know that can never be underestimated. That there would always be a time of adjustment for anyone who's come from education going into an apprenticeship, and and we value that, you know, and it's yeah. like um they may need a little bit more time to adjust um but also in some cases people can flourish absolutely flourish in that environment and yeah think, oh, you know this is great you, you know I'm, I'm you know in in a in a job um I'm doing well I'm getting praised you know I'm, I feel like I'm developing I feel like I'm you know heading on a path that I want and I'm enjoying and I've got an interest yeah. in and, and that can be great you know the the best the best stories for me is when I hear from some of our apprenticeships and, and they you know are as enthusiastic as me about lettuce now or about how a mushroom grows you know <laughs> that they're going home and telling their <laughs> they're telling their families and boring them over the dinner table you know that that's great to hear it's like you yeah. never guess what I'm who I'm working for you know and yeah. it's and it's those sorts of things that that injects enthusiasm and that injects passion yeah. in the rest of us, you know. Yeah, I think I think that sense of purpose sometimes is everything to some people. I talk to some really great young people in the schools, and I'll deliver sort of like different sessions to kind of get them ready for the workplace. And one of them is all around their CV building. And we talk an awful lot about different skills and buzzwords and things. And when you just kind of go, right, list three skills, and everyone goes, um, do you know what I mean? That, that sense of, um, uh, I suppose, knowing themselves enough to be able to kind of go, do you know what, great communication. Do you know what, I'm actually really quite friendly as well. And I'm helpful and I'm, you know, because we do these things every day and they don't, view that as a skill when you have like your mock assessment centers and oh. things like that you absolutely can see it can't you yeah absolutely you know and and you know the, the whole again you know hearing it from from the, the job I do you know or used to do as well when I used to work with sort of school leavers myself oh I've got nothing to put on my CV you know I've mm -hmm. only worked in the local shop or the fish and chip shop or whatever and it's like yeah but what skills have you had to do within that job you know 
you've had to like say show communication skills you've had to show um punctuality skills you've had to show um you know resilient skills if you're doing a paper round in the freezing cold every morning do you know what I mean so it's like (laughs) it's pulling out all of those skills that you've got um and 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 you know really sort of I think people find it difficult sometimes to sort of shout and show off about themselves but and and I think you find it even more difficult probably at at 16 (laughs) um yeah yeah I definitely think there's not there's not something really um apart from like us going there's not loads in place maybe for them because obviously there's a whole curriculum to deal with at school so it's, it's nice when I can go in and they're like oh yeah I can talk and all of a sudden they've got like a whole list of like 40 things I want to put on their CV <laughs> which is brilliant yeah, exactly they need, right. they need to yeah. talk themselves up fabulous yeah no that's right and I think that is what it's all about you know we'd never discourage that um mm. you know show it show us show us what you're good at show us what you you, you know your natural abilities are um, yeah and and that that will sort of shine through yeah. your cv and then obviously eventually in, in your interview or assessment center as well yeah absolutely it does come through and obviously you guys can always tell if they're nervous I do say this as well when I go to schools we can tell when you're nervous we can tell when you're not engaged and we'll tell when you're nervous so if you're holding back for either of those reasons we can tell the difference so don't worry about it be nervous but just try yeah (laughs) believe you me there are some grown-ups out there that I've interviewed (laughs) that are more nervous than some of the apprenticeships that I've interviewed so um we, we all get it no one you know it, it, it's having a conversation at the end of the day that's all it is that's what I try and tell them I'm just a person you're just a person yeah. we're just having a conversation it's fine yeah absolutely and they should know from listening to this you're actually really very nice to talk to so if they get you oh, thank you, you they're <laughs> going to be happy aren't they but I remember that lady on the podcast <laughs> talking about her thank letters <laughs> that's it I'll bore them to tears now about how much yeah so I've just got a couple more questions for you. So firstly, where can students find out more about you, your careers, things like that? Do you have a web address? Is there a way that they can find out more? You want Instagram? Like where can they find out? Yeah, so all of the above, basically. So, of course, we've got our website, which is um, gs-fresh.com. Um, and we've got a careers page on there. Um, yeah. We also have um, an Instagram post, which is... Um, uh, gs-fresh.com um, and I think the tag on um, Instagram is gs underscore fresh underscore um, so they can follow us on there and I'd probably recommend following us on there more than sporadically checking the careers site because we post lots of things on there in regard to lots of different vacancies um, stuff about our products stuff about things that we do in the local communities and things like that and that's always a a great place Um, and then obviously they can always email us um, as well so they can email us directly um, on our careers which comes directly through to our team Um, so that's careers at gs-fresh.com so if you look on our website look on our Instagram and you don't necessarily see something which I can't imagine but occasionally there won't be any apprenticeships advertised um, drop us a line let us know that you're interested in working for us because I, there will always be a stakeholder or a manager in the business that we can put you in front of mm-hmm. um, may not be straight away but there will always be a conversation to be had um, and we really encourage that we really encourage that speculative approach. Okay. 
So finally, then, Rebecca, you've been very patient with me, but uh, and thank you. But um, what top tips do you have for any apprenticeships coming there your way? If they want you to apply, what would be your top three tips for sort of like anybody thinking about that? Yeah. So I mean, I think that the first thing is, you know, we've kind of touched upon this as well. Make make sure whatever apprenticeship area you're going into whether it's finance engineering HR make sure you think it's going to suit you make sure you think you know you've maybe done a bit of research in in what that actually involves Um, and also where you're hoping it's going to end up Um, that's always good to have an aspiration to say you know look I want to do an engineering apprenticeship um, and I'd eventually like to be this. And I think that's always great to hear that they've thought about where that could possibly lead them. Um, the second one I would probably say is, is take your time, you know, take your time in, you know, writing your CV, take mm-hmm. your time in, in uh, you know, prepping for an interview, um, do, do your research on the business, um, you know, I'm sure you, you've heard the, the the big no-nos in interviews is to come and, and not ask any questions. We love questions. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as a stupid question. Ask us loads yeah. of questions. <laughs> um, that's that's key. You know, re- we want people who are interested in us because we want to tell our story. You know, we want to tell you how great we are. You yeah. know, and we want to hear how great you are. So, you know, come in with, with lots of questions and, and take your time in in researching us and um writing your cv to to sort of make sure it's representing you in the best possible way um going back to those tips in regard to you know don't just think oh i haven't done anything yet you've always got something to put on there get those skills Um, on there guys yeah get those skills yeah absolutely and and (laughs) refer back to what you've done since you were five years old you've been at school since you were five yeah and like I said that's not easy that's that's tough you've had to be in a place in a uniform in most cases same time same place every single day Mm -hmm. Monday to Friday since you were five years old so that's not unlike work I don't want to scare everyone but (laughs) it's not unlike work (laughs) Um, where you've got to be somewhere on time so um, you've already got those skills they're already in the bag it's now about adding the fun stuff Um, and then the third thing I'd probably say is is network speak to your family speak to friends speak to your friends family you know find out what paths they took you know how have you ended up where you are what did you do um and 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 really sort of you know see what else is out there that might not always come to the forefront of your mind you know Mm -hmm. speak to people research use social media I mean there's loads of tools now to be able to do that yes there's so much you know try and do what you love yeah, try and try and do what you love because, like, again, going full circle, you don't you, you don't keep your hobbies up, do you? Because you hate them, you you keep your hobbies up because you love them. And if you can find a job that in some way relates to that, great. Yeah. And there probably is a job out there you probably just don't know about it. Um, and yeah, don't be afraid to fail either. You know, I think we're all everyone. I remember when I was sixteen, it was like, oh god, you know, is this going to be the right choice? And there's a lot of pressure. And it's like it's okay. It's okay if you start something. It, it's not quite what you thought it was going to be. 
yeah. it's okay the worst thing to do is just stop and think oh yeah. just 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 don't float don't, don't stop just think oh that's not worked what else what else can we look yeah. at and take some learning from it and move forward that weren't for yeah. you but what did I learn from it I've got another skill yeah. generally or two or three yeah I'll put exactly. that on the like, you know, next one yeah yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't like that part of the job. Okay, well, what part of it did you like? You know, mm. let, let's look at that. Um, and that comes with conversation, you know. So don't don't just stop. Don't just float and, and think, oh, you know, I, I can't do it or that's not worked. There will always be something. Someone's – people have always got something that they enjoy doing. Fab. That's been absolutely amazing talking to you today, Rebecca. So thank you so much for your time. It was really interesting. And it's good to know that I'm supporting your sort of like growing business there. Because I'm eating so much veg in that salad and that in this weather, I've got to say. We all are. Yeah, no, keep it going, guys. It's never going to go out of fashion, is it, salad? So uh, we're here to stay. We'll be here for another 70 years, I'd imagine, (laughs) if not more. See more apprentices through, no doubt. But thank you so much for your time. It's been really valuable. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Station. If you want to learn more about apprenticeships or would like some help planning out your next career steps, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at The AIM Group UK. And make sure you're following us on here too so you don't miss our next episode.